From the heart of Rune Terror, this is League of Legends Radio with your host, Ponderous Sea Lion. Hello, Summoners, and welcome to episode 35 of League of Legends Radio. I'm your host, Ponder Sea Lion, and I actually just recently got done doing an episode with um, the League of Legends Anonymous podcast. Uh, you guys might remember Sam Hahn from a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's his podcast, and they featured me on an episode, and it was a lot of good stuff that we talked about. A little bit more of my personality, I guess, shows over there when I have other people to interact with compared to over here. You guys might learn a little bit about me if you go watch that. Uh, that episode is not out yet, but it will be soon, and it'll be linked in the next episode description. So if you guys want to check that out, you can also just check out the League of Legends Anonymous podcast. And I'm hoping to have a good working relationship with them for a while to come. This episode, I am featuring a YouTuber called Heisman. and he does a lot of educational jungle videos, those kind of things, so I picked his brain a little bit. He's also a diamond jungle main, so we had a lot of good stuff to talk about, and that is coming right up. Alright guys, this week I am welcoming League of Legends YouTuber Heisman to the show. Okay, so first off, uh, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what got you started on YouTube, all that kind of stuff, introduction stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, as you guys know, my name is Justin in the real world, and it's Heisman in the gaming world. Um, I'm 21 years old. Uh, I'm a junior in college. I'm a major in IT. I've been a huge video game lover for pretty much as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, growing up, I've always played video games from Halo to Call of Duty, you know, Age of Empires. Or, I mean, now League of Legends. I just, it's always been in my life, and I've never stopped loving them. So, uh, I lived a pretty simple life growing up. You know, I'm from the suburbs, went to a big public school. Uh, I reside in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, this is where I've lived since age three. Um, I'm a very entrepreneurial type person. Uh, you know, whatever I end up doing in, for a career in life, whether it's YouTube or something else, I want to be my own boss. That's just how I am. Um, so getting started with YouTube, um, I would say I started YouTube for a few reasons. Uh, first reason, probably most importantly, is I just love creating things, right? Nothing's more satisfying than finishing that video that you put a lot of work into or just watching it through for the first time. Um, you know, also, I, I hit Diamond last season, and when I hit Diamond, I knew that I had entered somewhat of an elite group of players. You know, I believe the top 1% of ranked players is the statistic of when you hit Diamond. So, you know, I kind of realized that I had something to offer players that were still in lower elo trying to climb or even just players around my level who respect another good player. So I figured, you know, what better way of using this expertise that I've built in League of the last few years than to start teaching people how to get better while entertaining them in the process. So yeah, I just, I really enjoy teaching and entertaining people, and I just get a lot of satisfaction out of it, and yeah, it's a good feeling. So what kind of content can newcomers to your channel expect? Um, so I make a variety of videos. Whether it's a montage, which is what most people come to my channel for, my lease in montages, uh, or if it's a guide on 
how to get better, how to play more like a diamond player. Or sometimes it's as simple as just uh, a commentary on me playing a game. Um, but what I think what people what Bert, what uh, draws people to my channel and keeps them there is how interactive I can be with my with my viewers. I mean, one thing I thrive myself on is being uh, listening to what all the viewers say, taking their recommendations, and just ultimately you know talking to them and giving back to you know what they want to see. Because I mean, ultimately. The channel's for the viewers, right? I mean, it's for me because I enjoy doing it, but it's for, it's for everyone else that comes to watch. So I try and really listen to and whoever tries to reach out to me. Yeah, okay. A uh, quick thing I want to mention is that that is very true because I left a comment on one of your videos right after you posted it, and I think within like 12 hours I'd gotten a response and with your email and everything. So that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely true. I just wanted to add that real quick. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's... <laughs> Perfectly explains what I was trying to say. Yeah. So, uh, do you think that there are any things that your channel maybe does differently or is more unique, maybe besides your viewer interaction, or would you say that that's one of your strongest selling points for people to visit you? So, I mean, when it comes to being a YouTuber, there's things that you constantly discover about yourself for, as a content creator, right? I mean, when I look back at my old videos. I can tell that, you know, I was pretty new to the game, the quality of the videos, you know, it just wasn't that exciting to watch. And part of that's from flat out experience, but mostly it's because I just didn't really know what people like to see. And I didn't really know what I was good at. And once you find that, you can really expand your limits as a channel. You know, you find your strengths, you find what you're, what makes you unique. And like I said, what makes me unique is that I take recommendations, I talk to my viewers, I comment, I'm people feel a connection to me. At least that's what I hope. And that's kind of my brand. Um, I I would say that is definitely the number one thing that makes me unique. But like I said, I just, I make what people want to see. Really, that's what it comes down to. And if there's ever a video that people don't like, I make note of that and I will, you know, just continue the series, right? So, uh, kind of goes hand in hand with what I said, but that's, that's simply um, the most important thing to my channel, I feel. Uh, so you hit Diamond, you said, in Season 5 as a jungle main, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what allowed you to climb through the ranks and get to that high ranking? Uh, which champions did you play? What kind of tactics did you employ? All that kind of stuff. Right, so yeah, I'm a jungle main, but I have been all around the block. I started as a mid lane main. I was a mid lane main all the way until flat. Um, and then I started playing a lot of top lane, and then from top lane, I started getting more into the jungle role, and that's, since I've been at jungle, I've, I've, it's stuck, I love it, and I don't plan on ever becoming a different main, but I would say, you know, the tactics that I've noticed help me climb, um, the first and most important thing is being able to focus on one thing at a time. When you become, a, when you try to get better as a player, you know, I think people have the tendency to try and make everything better at once. Like, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. And then the next game, they'll think about all of it. And what happens is you're trying to overcompensate, and then you, in, as a result, you don't get better at anything. So I think one thing that I internalized and I started implementing as a lead player is focusing on one thing at a time. You know, whether it was CSing, warding, roaming, uh, league IQ in general, I mean, whatever it was, I would focus on that until I felt like I was at a 
you know, the level I wanted to be at, and then I would move on to the next thing. So that was like the most important thing I do as a league player that I would suggest other low heel players implementing into the game. Um, the second thing is finding champions that match your play style. So champions that I'm a, I'm a really aggressive player. I, at least that's how I feel I play. You know, I like being really mobile. I like being aggro. That's why I played Lee Sin. Um, before I made Lee Sin, I also played a lot of Kennen. He was really strong at the time. And, you know, I, I climbed a lot with Kennen because he matched my play style so well and I was able to master a champion that was so diverse. And I think that's really important. If you're someone that's not mechanically gifted, that's okay. A lot of good players aren't mechanically gifted. Then you should be playing those champions that match your... You know, maybe they don't have a lot of skill shots. Maybe they have a lot of utility, like support role. But support being a support doesn't mean you're not good mechanically. But there's just typically a lot of champions that provide for that type of play style. So I would say another big thing is to find the champions that feel that you feel like are more uh, suitable for you in your play style. Okay, I want to back up to something that you briefly mentioned. Uh, you said. Uh, all those things that improve your league IQ. Could you maybe elaborate on what you mean by the term league IQ and what people can do to improve it? Oh, yeah, for sure. So when I say league IQ, I'm putting a bunch of things into kind of a class, but league IQ primarily comes down to understanding the flow of the game and how you should um, construct your play to win the game, essentially. That might not make much sense, but let me clear it up. So, a good example of someone with bad league IQ and someone with good league IQ is what they do after they get an ace, for example. You know, a lot of people, and especially in Yellow, when they get an ace and they have an advantage to take something, they, they'll typically settle for the ace and, like, back, right? And they'll back and they'll waste the advantage they built. Someone with good league IQ will recognize, hey, this is a great opportunity to set up, set up some ward coverage or take a tower or take dragon or even as simple as like putting a pink down around Baron so that knowing that you'll come back there because you know the flow of the game. You know that around this time, Baron starts to get contested. So you're ahead of that. You put a pink down. You control the vision. You make them face check. Voila, you win the game. Like just little things like that. It's just understanding like, okay, what do you think is going to come next? So where you prioritize your, your play. Um, it's, it's very, it's, I mean, I've learned things every day. I'm only, like, I'm in Diamond, but when I play against someone in Challenger, which I have, I can tell that they have better league IQ. They can predict what I'm going to be doing. They know where I'm going to be at all times because they've mastered their league IQ. They know exactly where to be at any given time, and that's something I still personally need to work on, but when you compare a Diamond player to someone in Bronze or Silver or even Gold, you can really start to notice the discrepancies in the low elo play and the weak IQ. I hope that clears it up. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, so let's shift over to solo queue. First of all, how did you like the implementation of the new champion select and dynamic queue, and how do you feel that that has impacted your solo queue experience? I have mixed feelings when it comes to, uh, or mixed feelings when it comes to dynamic queue. Um, I actually really like the champion select makes a lot of sense. I think it's really smart. Um, you know, a big problem with League of Legends was champion select because people, they always wanted to do what they wanted to do. And if they didn't get it, then you'd be shit out of luck. 
most lead players weren't willing to give up their role for someone else. I mean, there's occasionally. But so what the new Champions Select does is allows you to pick a role, and just by merely picking a role, you have to pick two roles to help the you know matching system. But just by having that title like Jungle or Bot or Mid, you're going to stick to it. There's not going to, there's not, it gets rid of like 99% of the problems with Champions Select. So Champions Select, I, I love it. The one thing I think could be improved is the timers. I think there's a little bit too much wait time, and it kind of takes a while. Uh, they force you to lock in. They force you to lock in bands. So there's just a lot of unnecessary uh, stuff that I think they could take out. But it doesn't take away from the concept of the new Champions Select. So I love that. Dynamic Q, uh, I've had a few issues with it, but it, it comes down to the fact that I think... Dynamic queue, you should, if you're going to queue with more than, like, two, three people, you should be queuing with people that you have synergy with. I think a big problem, at least for me, with Dynamic queue is I started off Dynamic queuing with friends of friends and, you know, so on, and I started losing a lot of games through Dynamic queue, and I was wondering, why is this happening? And then I realized I'm just, I don't have synergy with these people, you know? I So I started weaning off of Dynamic queue. I, I prefer to solo queue now. I think so. He provides a better atmosphere for climbing. Um, I love rank fives. I'll forever play rank fives once they re-implement it. But I just haven't had much luck. And I think if you do, if you are someone that wants to dynamic you, I would make sure that you go in with a group of people that you have synergy with and that you played with before. That's important. So yeah, all in all, definitely, definitely happy with it. I think there could be minor tweaks, but yeah, not, not nothing too serious. So when you talk about synergy with your teammates, of course everyone has at least a general concept of what synergy means, but would you say that that means more having to do with similar play styles as the people that you're playing with, or does it have more to do with just understanding the goals of each player that you're playing with? I would say it kind of covers both, and I know that's probably not what you wanted to hear, but it's, it's true. I mean, it's it's play style. Um, you want to know, like, I, I played on a five team for a while. We were able to climb the diamond, and when I play with, like, the mid laner, for example, I, I'm really comfortable with his play style. I know exactly what he is going to do in most situations, so I don't, you know, I don't get mixed signals, and then, like, you know, one thing is, like, someone will go in, someone will retreat, and then it, both of you lose in the process. So, I think understanding, you know, what their next move is going to be, so it's prediction really, is good without them having to say it, right? Uh, another big thing that you were saying is just, like, the goals of the team. If you know that some, like, your top laner typically uh, likes to stomp his lane and isn't as, doesn't look to TP as often, then you might spend a lot more time ganking top lane because you just know that's what your top laner likes to do. It's, like you said, it's the goal of the game. It's they want to be a threat. They want to be pretty strong. They want to help carry the game. But then you have the top laners or you know, the, the supports even who are more focused around getting everyone else fed, and they want to make they want to constantly team fight and make plays across the map. In those situations, that's a that's where you would want to focus toward the bot side, for example. You know, getting getting ward set up so that you can control the bottom side of the map. So it's just little things like that. Of like understanding, you know, the goal, like you said, the goals of the, your teammates, and of course the play styles all go into synergy, and your synergy can really only get better. So, 
You like to play ranked fives a lot. Uh, I also enjoy ranked fives, but I don't get to play it as often because I don't know people in my ELO range. But anyways, do you think that it might be worth it for Riot? And they've kind of already shown this stance with Dynamic Q, but do you think that because League of Legends is such a team game that Riot should maybe put more focus on the ranked fives ladder than they have in the past? Well, it's funny to bring that up because they actually... From what I've heard, it's gone for the season. I, I could be wrong. They might. I've also I've heard mixed things. Like I've heard some people say, "Oh, next month, next patch, this summer, April." You know, a lot of people are spe- speculating. You know, when it's going to come back. But as of now, it seems like they're actually taking. They're going the opposite direction. They're saying we want to get rid of rank fives completely, and we want this to be a solo queue and a dynamic queue. Um, and I, I do. I think that the end result of doing this will place a bigger impact on ranked fives. Um, but unfortunately, they're leaving it open for, you know, threes, fours. I think I liked how it used to be where you go to two, one, or five. I think that was perfect because uh, when you go to three or four, it's kind of it's kind of awkward almost because you have two people you don't know or one person you don't know, and it kind of, you know, it's weird to me. But when you go in with five, you know, you guys are a team. You do everything together. You can start making team calls. If just one person messes up in a game, it can cost everyone the game. So you don't want to go in with four people. I think it kind of takes, it kind of defeats the purpose of rank fives in general. So, yes, I do think they should place a bigger, uh, what was the word you used? Emphasis. Yeah, I do think that there should be more emphasis on the rank fives ladder and it would be awesome to see that because, I mean, when it comes down to it, you can be an amazing player, but if you don't know how to work with a team, you're never going to make it to the professional level if that's where you aspire to go. So definitely ranked five is more important in my mind. Okay, so taking a little bit of a turn, uh, what is one of your biggest pet peeves in solo queue? Just things that you see people do that just immediately put you on tilt. just about wrapping up um if you had to leave people with one p 
piece of knowledge, if they could take away one thing from this for the low elo players, low elo junglers, what's the one thing that you would tell them to get better at this game? I would say if I could tell you guys one thing in getting better at this game, it would be focusing on yourself. Um, you know, I've played a lot of League of Legends in the last years, and I've seen it all. And I think that, you know, honestly, what besides the repetition of playing all the time, besides looking at these guys, the one thing that made me better was just self-realization, I guess. It's just, you know, when I do something wrong, I take the blame. When I lose a team fight or I lose a game, I look at what I could have done better and not what everyone else could have done better. You know, I hear this a lot from high-level players telling the same thing, the exact same thing, but I'm here to reiterate that and just ingrain that in your head is the only way you're going to get better at this game is by you yourself getting better, not hoping that you'll, you know, you'll get better because you made the next game. So when you make mistakes, you know, you gotta, you gotta blame yourself. You gotta just worry about yourself. Stop paying attention to your LP. You know, stop paying attention to how many games you win or lose that day. Just focus on your play. And when you finish a game, you can reflect on that game. Did you win the lane? Did you overextend? Were you making successful ganks? Do you feel like you placed enough wards? Etc. I mean, you can actually check statistics now in the match history. Um, that's something I do a lot. It gives me a good indication of what I'm doing in comparison to other players. And it gives you insights of, to where your gaps are as a player. So I could go really on and on about this concept, but it just starts with your attitude. you got to be hungry to learn. you got to be resilient. And like anything else, it could take a really long time to notice results. Uh, is there anywhere that people should check you out? Uh, your YouTube, of course, Twitter, um, anything that you want to plug, go ahead right now. So if you guys want to hear more about, you know, my mindset when it comes to League of Legends, if you want to see uh, like the content I post, montages, guides, whatever it is, check out my YouTube 100%. I also stream. I try to stream about three or four times a week. I've been a little bit inactive lately because I've been focusing on uh, some things in real life, but I'm going to be going hard at it. I'm going to try and stream uh, three or four days a week, like I said. So catch me on my stream. That's Heisman Lowell, um, Heisman underscore LOL, sorry. And it's uh, also my Twitter. You can also check me out on Twitter. Like I like you said, I, I like to post various things there. You can not deep-related things. So if you want to just stay up to date with you know what I'm doing, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. But yeah, those three things, Twitter, Facebook, or Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, those are where you can find me. All right, and again, those will all be linked in the description of this episode. Heisman, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you again. Thank you, man. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to be on your uh, radio. And that is it for another episode of League of Legends Radio. Thank you guys so much for downloading. It was a pleasure to edit and record as usual. Don't forget to check out Heisman, H-E-I-Z-M-A-N, on YouTube and the League of Legends Anonymous podcast. Both of those great sources of information if you're trying to get better at League of Legends. And in... League of Legends radio news, we actually recently got put on Audio Boom, so that's a really fantastic player. I actually really enjoy it. It's a very clean interface, looks really great, so if you guys want to try that one out, definitely would be worth it to check out Audio Boom, and 
hopefully within a couple weeks, all of my episodes will be put onto YouTube, and you guys can also access them there. So giving you guys a little bit more accessibility on the episodes, more places to view them. So thank you guys for downloading this episode. I'm Ponderous Sea Lion, and I will catch you on the flippity-flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.